You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is Joe Nicolosi. Joe, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jim. Grateful to be here. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Joe's become a client and friend at Cray Tailwind, and we wanted him to come on and share a little bit about what he's doing and um, how he's kind of how he's broken away from the herd and it continues to break away. So, Joe, give us a little background, give an audience a little background, introduce us to you and then a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So I like to tell people, you know, my journey started about five years ago. Um, My real journey, you know, I'm from upstate New York. Packed up my bags, went across country to uh, Los Angeles on a, on a, you know, on a prayer. Uh, I just knew there was something else out there for me. Um, you know, Rochester is kind of small town. Um, at the time, I was I was doing independent acting. So I figured, you know, I'm going to go to L.A. Give me about six months. I'm going to make it. <laughs> um, and uh, I got to L.A. and had a hard time, you know, finding my footing you know, it got to the point where I needed to pivot somehow. And I'm like, you know, I, do I really want this? And if, when, you know, when I got real with myself, I'm like, no, I don't, I got, I got to get out of here and uh, didn't want to go back to New York. So came to Arizona, um, you know, started working some odd jobs when I got here. And then I met a guy in the uh, funding space and uh, I was on a business networking app and um He's like, yeah, you know, come over to the house. We got a whiteboard presentation. You know, I obviously was trying to recruit sales reps at the time. So I was open-minded to it. And uh, I went over, they, they you know, they, they walked me through the business model. And, um, you know, here we are, you know, four years later, um, last three years I've been doing it on my own, but yeah, I'm a business funding consultant now. That's awesome. Um, so Rochester, it's funny, um, Joe, as you know, I live in Southwest Florida and in my neighborhood, there was one guy, Jim Dorsick, who was from Rochester. He started recruiting all these people from Rochester to come down here and have a place for the, for the winter. So we have a ton of people from Rochester, all Buffalo Bills fans. Now, this oh, yeah. is kind of hard for me as a Raiders fan, but I've embraced the Bills, okay? The early 90s, they were a long time ago. We're going to forget all about those uh, those AFC championship games. Uh, so, uh, and I really like Josh Allen. So, thankfully, uh, I was too young to remember at the time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have a ton of friends from Rochester. In fact, uh, this summer and like last summer, we go to Lake Cuca to see, uh, or Cuca Lake. I always, I, I have to, uh, I'm going to get corrected there. Cuca Lake to uh, spend a week. And our granddaughter, Riley, does a sailing camp, camp up there. And I'll tell you what, upstate New York, in the, and I've only been there in the summer, is beautiful, right? It is in the summer. Yeah. 
It's like <laughs> South Dakota. South Dakota is one of the best places to live for about three or four months out of out of the year. Yeah. Now, my friends up there are going to smack me for that because that might be an exaggeration. <laughs> but um, so business funding. Tell, tell me about that. Tell me what are you doing? What What's kind of your ideal person to help? Yeah. So when it, when it comes to business funding, uh, well, interesting enough. So I want to tell you, like before I started, me and my dad were looking, you know, he found an ad in a golf digest magazine for a golf business for sale, like a golf glove embroidered business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, what do you think, man? What do you think about acquiring this at the time? You know, I had no money, no credit. He didn't want to dip in his retirement, you know? Um, and then by happenstance, I met that guy, but like, I tried to get funding first for, for that business. And I didn't know what was available at the time. Um, then I started learning about the business, learning about what funding products are actually available for business owners and uh, come to find out, you know, it was different than what I thought. So like, if you're starting a business, there's, there's not many options. I mean, from a traditional banking standpoint, um, you know, you got your credit cards, your installment loans, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's tough to get something off the ground, especially if you don't have your credit in place. Um, at least, you know, that 720 mark from a banking standpoint, as far as credit score, that's like the sweet spot. And um, anyways, I started, you know, getting in, getting in there. And then, you know, I work with a lot of construction and transportation companies working capital, like short-term, intermediate-term funding. And uh, yeah, so it's like we leverage your receivables. We'll look at their bank statements. Um, typically, we can generate an offer like between 8 and 12% of their annual revenue. Um, sometimes it's funding the same day, so you don't have to wait. That's the advantage. It's fast, super fast, you know. Sometimes same day, most of the time within 24 hours. And is the money, is that like a, is that kind of like a hedge fund or, or PE or? Yeah, these are like regulation D funds, yeah, private yeah. investor pools. Yep. You know, it's obviously if, if it's cheap money, it's not going to be fast, but if it's fast, it's not going to be cheap. So obviously there's, you know, there's that, um, you know, it's not cheap money, but if you can use that money, flip the money and turn a profit, it's, it's always worth it. Well, I mean, uh, to your point, there's a guy down here in uh, Florida, he owns about 500 million uh, worth of real estate. And what he does is he has a single source for uh, the down payment on all of these properties that he's buying. And his sweet spot's still in that 20, $25 million range, but he gets the down payment from a single source, kind of like what you're talking about, pays 12 to 15%, doesn't care because he knows he's only going to have that loan number one for maybe eight months a year at the most he's going to do rehab he's going to refinance he's going to do all, i mean he's got a system yeah. right the key is access to the money quick access to the money and as long as you can justify it on the other end meaning you're not paying more than you're going to make yeah. you know um then then it's great but you know when i loan money to my companies um, I loan money anywhere from, you know, normally it's 20%. And um, and if I do it lower than 20%, then I want a piece of the profit for, for uh, you know, where, whatever we're funding. For instance, sure. if we're funding a computer uh, and we're going to fulfill some computers for a call center in um, South America, we got to go buy the computers, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what they need the money for. But if we're gonna if we're gonna put in five hundred, we're gonna make eight hundred. Then I want I'll then pay me ten percent plus ten or fifteen percent of the profit, right? Yeah. On top most of most of our products, Jim, like 
they're between six and 12 months, you know, on average. Yeah. And they're called factor H because it's not technically a loan. It's an advance against your future receivables. Ah, nice. So, so now you're, you're looking at factor H between one, two, five and one, five, zero. You know, if you factor in the money you're borrowing, yeah. you know, one, five, zero is basically 50% on the money you're borrowing. Right, right. So it's tech, it's not considered a loan though. It's an advance giving you your receivables ahead of time. So, um, you know, I had a doctor, a big eye doctor, uh, that did that. He would borrow against his receivables that he knew he had coming in and, and he would show. And by the way, this guy used that, uh, additional monies to expand from one location to I think 14. So again, when you do the math, I think he's okay paying whatever interest rate he's got to pay. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, most of my clients are truckers. So we got a lot of owner operators right now. Yeah. Traditional banks don't want to deal with truckers. Yeah. You know, you go to Wells Fargo, Chase. I mean, they're not going to want to touch you, especially if you're under two years in business. Um, it's considered a risky industry. So we're able to do that. You know, you know, my average clients between, you know, 30,000 30, and $40,000 cash advance. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Well, and yeah. you know, what it, what it makes people realize is, you know, Nelson Nash always said, it's not about the rate when you, when you take out a loan and you're right, it's not about the rate. It's what are you going to do with that money and what can, what can you make on the money? Right. Yeah. So, and, and it's not just in those 12 months or that short period of time for the loan, it's that truck or whatever they're buying, or even if they're buying a, a trailer or maybe they're buying car. I mean, I don't know what they're buying from you, but the, you know, that, that if they were buying a truck, that truck might last them how many years, right? Most of the time they use the money for a down payment on the truck, or they got to fix their truck to get back on the road and make more money. And, or they want to hire a driver, you know, yeah. standard, but yeah, you know, if you're, if you're borrowing money and making money, it costs you nothing. That's that's right. In fact, you don't pay that interest. The customer does, right? Whoever you're, whoever you're hauling a load for, they pay for it, not you. And then, and Nelson talks about that in his books too. Like the yeah. consumer pays for it. Yeah, you know. See, that's the thing that you got to think about when people think about the rate. Then they're they're focusing on the wrong thing. Right. Is is it's really not about the rate because short term money that quick costs money. Yeah. But if I need it because I can use it because I can benefit from it, then man, it's gold, right? Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, SBA takes, you know, 45 to 60 days on average, right? I'm sure you're familiar with that. And uh, clients don't want to wait that long. So sometimes we'll get them a cash advance and bridge them over till they get the SBA. And then they pay off that cash advance with the SBA money. You know, you know, people like SBA um, loans are the people that have never had an SBA loan because uh, <laughs> just there's lots of pitfalls, as you know, Joe, in an SBA loan that people never realize until they're in it. Oh, uh, and they're so strict on their underwriting, you know, the credit, the collateral. I mean, you're signing your life away. Yeah, the, the collateral. And, you know, they it is not to your advantage. Trust me, if you're working with the government. And, it, and you're dealing with money, it will not be to your advantage. There's, you know, they're a parasite. Government is a parasite and you're the host. They're feeding off of you, not the other way around. That's what's what people funny think. is like, because you're, you're a business owner too, and there's a, there's a program floating around right now called the Employee Retention Credit, right? right. Yeah. And we're, oh, it's free money, never has to be paid back up to 26,500 per W-2 employee. Well, people are eating this up. You know, I get messages on LinkedIn. Hey, can you send me uh, some information on this? And 
yeah, we get them in and they, they get pre-qualified for 50 grand and they're jacked. Yeah. But there's always a consequence on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do not want to be in business with the government. No. I'm just telling you. I mean, um, unless, you know, you got some big government contract that they're paying you, um, you know, you're supplying them something that they need or whatever, because that's, but normally you're going to have some friends in the government to get that. I'll give you an example. Uh, a neighbor of mine up in South Dakota, he owned the Budweiser distributorship in Los Angeles. And um, now, is it a coincidence that he ran the 1972 Republican convention? The next year he was awarded uh, by uh, lottery, the Budweiser distributorship. Now, mm. maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe. Or maybe it's not. <laughs> which I'm going to go with. It's not now, by the way, he sold that for $200 million. So, uh, politics does pay well. That's it all does. I would say for sure. All right. So, um, who, who else could use your system? I mean, um, tell me some of the other kind of businesses that people might be in hey, the look, audience, any, you know, healthcare companies, you know, you know, doctors, I mean, basically any industry, except, you know, we won't touch casinos, um, anything to do with gambling, adult entertainment, that's just out of the equation. Um, but yeah, even cannabis now we have programs for. So which is tough for them at, at banks, right? I mean, banks don't really want cannabis um business. Yeah. And so my my ideal client is under you know two years time in business. They're doing at least 20k a month in revenue. And uh you got to have at least a 500 FICO score. What about <laughs> this? What about crypto mining companies and crypto companies? We haven't uh, really got anything for that yet. Yeah, we're, 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 uh, we're behind the cannabis people. So we're, <laughs> we, yeah, cannabis is being adopted. Crypto is still no, no bank in the know, world. It's coming down the pipeline for sure. It, it's coming, but right now we have to deal with individuals and, and see typically what, what we do now is if an individual wants to partner with us in a crypto project, we're giving them a piece of the company. So would you rather have a short-term loan when it's available, get this thing up and running, pay it back, be done, and then you own 100% or bring somebody in that's going to own part of your business? Right. I'd rather go with the former when it's available. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, as far as crypto mining goes, like a, there's equipment financing available for that. Okay. Yeah, capital, uh, you know, ziffy. Okay, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have one of my guys uh, contact you. Even if we can't do anything, we might as well go down that rabbit hole and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Because we have lots of opportunities. Um, um, it's uh, just bringing them all together. So, um, tell me, like, how you started with infinite banking and how your background in uh, in in understanding loaning money. How that helped you understand because you you got infinite banking a lot faster than most people do. Well, it's fascinating. Um, you know, with doing what I do, I, I basically got an education in finance without paying sixty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> so right. Yeah. You, obviously, when you start out, there's a hard, a huge learning curve, um, which you know I learned the hard way, just like most people do. And, but you figured out along the way, and you're like, wow, that makes sense to me now. But as far as uh, infinite banking goes. I was searching for, I think, business acquisition podcasts, and I heard you on one of them. Yeah. And I started researching you, and next thing you know, create tailwind, and I got involved in the community, connected with Nick, and uh, 
started really digging into Nelson's material. And I was just like, wow, I was just floored by it. And like, it kind of opened my mind up to a whole new realm. And like, I got to get in this. Like, I was sold the minute I read that book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't need to be sold on a policy. I'm like, this just makes perfect sense. And, you know, yeah. I'm trying to talk my family into doing it too. And it's more about tougher sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because they lack the understanding and they've, they've been told the noise and that's, that's normal. You know, um, uh, you know, I would guess your parents are somewhere in my age and, um, they, uh, uh, we were, we were told that how this 401k was the greatest thing in the world, how you got to save for, you know, cause we were getting rid of pensions. We're kind of like shoved in between guaranteed pensions. Cause you work for the company for your whole life. And then now that the younger generation understands cash flowing assets, being in business for yourself, you know, um, uh, you know, from like, like you said, and, and we were shoved in there. We were, we were sold on this do it yourself retirement, you know, and uh, we, we got the, we got, we, we, you know, we got the worst on both sides, but, but thank goodness some of us don't believe that anymore and broke away from that. But uh, yeah, I always no, I like when, my... when people really get it first. I didn't yeah. get it the first time I read the book. So you're, you were ahead of me. Yeah. It's, it's my dad's 62 years old, you know, and he's, he's just so fed up with having his money with a financial planner and basically a money manager and seeing his portfolio, not go anywhere for years. Right. If anything, yeah. he's lost after fees. Um, so, and, and he's been motivation for me. Like since I was a younger kid, I see my parents working these jobs and just didn't seem lit up. They didn't seem like, you know, so I'm like, I started questioning them. Like I was working on all these jobs. I was frustrated. I didn't feel like my authentic self. It wasn't until I went off on my own. I started really like catching my drift. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk the way I want to talk, dress the way I want to dress, and then learn how I want to learn. And um, I always felt like as long as I was employed, it wasn't going to be that way. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I, I love that, that you have that attitude and, you know, um, and I'm, and I'm glad that you found the right mentor and the guide to help you learn the business and get in. And, and now you're taking off and growing on your own. Um, yeah. That's really, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. Love that you're from Rochester. I'm going to have to, I, I'm telling you, I got 10 friends from Rochester. Uh, you're going to uh, have to play some golf up there if you haven't. I, I have. Um, I played at uh, Monroe, uh, Monroe Country yeah. Club. Yeah. Are you familiar? So the I first time I played there, I caddied for my dad there. He was an LPGA pro am and uh, caddied for him at Monroe. Really? Yeah. So my first round at Monroe was me and Rich Spencer versus uh, Paul Swiss Tech and Jim O'Dorsick, and I shot seventy seven or seventy six. I just I love that <laughs> course. It it set up perfect for me. Never played it, and uh, we and we won a little money that day. So. Uh, uh, Love that whole setting. The next one we're playing is uh, I'm going up there again. We play up at Cuca Lake, this uh, little course called uh, Lakeside. And okay. it's, it's just like up this hill and then down the hill, you know, there's, it's, and there's nobody on the course. It's uh, it's uh, it's, it's pretty sweet, but what's the other big time course there? They have uh Oak something. You got Oak Hill. You got Locust Hill. Oak Hill. Yeah. Ravenwood. Yeah. So I think we're going to play Oak Hill this time. Um, I just got back, not to turn this into a golf discussion, but I just got back from uh, four days at Valhalla in Louisville. Come on, really? You know, those guys do it right, man. They That's are, sick. they're, they're great. So, <laughs> um, 
you know, I could, I could, we could probably talk about business and infinite banking for a long time, but I'm going to ask you a question. I ask everybody that comes on is if we, if, if God came down from heaven and said, Joe, you can only retain the book that, uh, or the knowledge that you received from one book that you've read in your life, um, outside of it being the Bible, what book would that be? I would say the secret Rhonda Byrne. Yeah. I'm a big believer in manifesting and it's worked in my life, you know, many times. And it's just, it's just like miracles happen. I see them. I'm like, wait, I saw that three years ago happening. Here we are. Um, so the secret really started programming my mind probably when I was about 23 years old, yeah. discovered it took me a few years to really, you know, really implement, but, uh, yeah, it's just now I, now I look back and I'm like, wow, that's, that's where it all started in that book. Yeah. You know, I love that book. It's funny. I was just talking to Kim Daly, who's one of our, uh, clients and great friends here and does a lot of, uh, uh, content for, um, helps people with franchises which we should hook the two of you guys up because maybe there's opportunities for people that are getting into franchises to use your service too. Um, I don't know, but, um, uh, but anyway, she always talks about manifestation, but one of the things that I always do that I take from the secret is every time I'm in a parking lot, I just know that I'm going to get a great parking spot. And I'm telling you, not saying it's a hundred percent, it's about 80%. (laughs) Somebody will be backing up right in the perfect spot and I'll go worked again. Yep. You know? And and I always think like that. I always think, you know, I was sure I was gonna win the four hundred uh, million dollars uh, a couple of weeks ago for uh Powerball because I never play Powerball. <laughs> so I'm like, but I'm gonna just manifest it. I'm just gonna win, right? I didn't win, but you uh, visualized. Yeah, I visualized it and you know, it's it's the same reason that in I don't have my money clip on me, but I have a, a billion dollar check in my money clip. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure that's what makes you a good golfer, too, because it's a visualization game. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what? here's the funny thing. Harvey Penick wrote a great book about golf called um, it's like his little red book of golf or something like that. But um, he says you have to take dead aim. Right. So when you play golf, if you say I'm if you if you aim wide, you're going to miss wide. If you, if you take really dead aim, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to hit the ball close to that aim. And so sometimes people, they think, well, I just want to hit the fairway. No, no, no. I look at the fairway and I say, I want to be on the right side of the fairway. And then I look at something higher in the sky or like in the tree line. And I say, I want to be by that tree, the left side of that tree. Now, so when I focus it down, my miss is only going to be in here. And I, and I might end up in the middle of the fairway instead of the right side of the fairway, which I can live with. So you're exactly right. You have to do that, but you have to do that in life too. That's every day. You know, yeah. when I wake up, I go right on the, my balcony, look out at the sky, the beautiful Arizona sky, and I start visualizing just for five to 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and the, you bring up another great thing, Joe, is having visualizing, meditating, just staying quiet for five or 10 minutes a day, two or three or four times a day it the thoughts that can't get in your mind because you're busy they get in there then and when those thoughts get in there they they create anchors in your mind and they will make it happen like if you look out over the sky and you say i'm going to build a house on you know there's this great house uh, i'm sure it's still there on uh is it saddleback rock or saddleback mountain or something yeah there's a camelback camelback that's what i'm trying to think camelback there's this house that this dentist built that was just like amazing right 
And like, if you said, I'm going to buy that house, you're either going to, if you just, if you focus on that, you're going to get that house or something better is the way yeah. I always look at it. Sometimes I hear Nelson's voice in my head because I'm, I'm curious about a lot of things and I'll start going down rabbit holes. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll just hear Nelson because I watched some videos of him too. He'll just be saying, it's all noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what, you know, I've seen Nelson live so many times or, and, and, and on the, they, they, they sold. Okay. And I, I guess we can, we can go ahead and let this uh, cat out of the bag, but they sold DVDs on the uh, infinitebanking.org. And I said to David, nobody has a DVD player. So you're selling DVDs and he charges for 10 hours of Nelson, $200, right? For the DVDs. What is so steel? He digitized them and he's putting them on his website. So I said, no, no, no. I want it on my, our community. I want to be able to offer this to our community. So in the next two weeks, I don't know exactly when, maybe hopefully this week coming up, we're going to have for sale on the community, Nelson's seminar that he used to do live 10 hours, almost 10 hours. It was 10 hours when it was live, but it's almost 10 hours recorded for $200. And so I love that you say that because I told David, people are going to buy this like popcorn because it's the best 200 bucks you could ever pay. Oh, if you like, watch Nelson for 10 yeah. hours, you, I promise you will be better at this and you will understand this better than most people that teach it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, uh, it's been, been a lot of fun and audience, we're going to end this uh, the way we always do with uh, the strangest secret, Earl Nightingale. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.